Hello once again, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change in back-to-back -back weeks this time, for the first time in some time. Uh, thank you to, uh, again, our question mark sponsors who may or may not be helping us bring this to you for possibly, free. Possible sponsors. Our, pos our potential sponsors, uh, Angelo's you're getting, Pizza. You're getting a bill. Angelo's Pizza, uh, they are still doing takeout and delivery, so make sure you check out Angelo's award-winning pizza on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. I think their dining room might be open again. I don't know. It, ch it changes all the time here in Cleveland, what's open and what's not. You know, I was thinking about this after we recorded last week, and uh, I did attempt to go there, a couple family members, and we wanted to go somewhere that had a patio so we could you know, be safe about it. But they were not open at that time. That was, I don't know, a month maybe ago? Yeah, so, it's, it's, it's always changing. Uh, thanks to Pollyanna DIY. You know, we still don't know if he's going to continue his business or not, but uh, bother him on Twitter yeah, and tell Instagram. Him. Tell him to keep and, it going. And nonetheless, thanks to Pollyanna DIY for all of the work uh, that was done for us in the past for the pins that a lot of you were able to take home from our shows. And uh, thanks to, we do know this one exists, Smart Mark Video and uh, Independent Wrestling TV, uh, IWTV, get your subscription there. Sign up using the code ABSOLUTE and get a five-day free trial. You can also go to Smart Mark Video and purchase really any AIW DVD. Every, uh, every, they have the complete show. library. I know, I know we, I, I think I mentioned this last week, but they yeah. have the entire catalog is now available outside of some of those weird warp Tour shows that were never really recorded properly. Uh, every actual event has uh, it has been released i think you know outside of the warp tour there was one that was we deemed was no longer a uh, an official aw event in like 2007 that was never released but other than that uh they got them all they even like i said they found some show that i didn't even know it was recorded uh on on a hard drive it's a battleable show so it's it's all out i dare somebody to buy the entire catalog i dare you to buy the entire catalog <laughs> That's I'm, you know it's a, somebody like somebody a, out there somebody out there has the balls to do it to buy every single one and I'm daring somebody right now. That's gotta be like a a gift set or something. A, there's gotta be a, a deal on a, a AIW box set or something. You know, like you could buy all the Indiana Jones and all the Rocky movies and I don't know. all these things. Is there an AIW two, box set? It's over. I mean, it's over 200 DVDs. So I don't know, but somebody will do it. I, I I have faith. I have faith that one person out there that listens to this has the balls enough to do it. Maybe uh, maybe box sets according to to year. I think that would be that would be fair. Uh, yeah. Do you got somebody in mind? It feels it seems like you do. I no. I don't. I don't have okay. anybody in mind to be perfectly okay. honest with you. But I think somebody <laughs> will do it. <laughs> well. On this week's episode, uh, we are joined by Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham, DCR. The doctor uh, of logonomics. Hello. How are you guys? It's been, uh, it's been a while since I've been on the podcast. Yeah. It's... Yeah. You, you, it's, it, you know, people can't see. We're, we're, we can all see each other on video for uh, we use Squadcast. And looks like you've uh, put together an uh, entire podcast studio for a guy that doesn't have a podcast or do a podcast. <laughs> I do. I I have a uh, maybe a couple things coming out on uh, Twitter and uh, some stuff like that. We'll probably get into that later on. I'm gonna. That's your little, That's your Twitter studio, huh? That's my little Twitter studio for now, and uh, allegedly Alley Cat's cameo studio. But uh, <laughs> oh, you see the walls a little. <laughs> look the at you. are very much the same. Look at you renting uh, renting space out. Huh? That's a is that so? That's like a creative artist space, huh? Exactly. If, uh, AIW student uh, promo picture studio as well. PME's uh, belt shots were shot in the basement. So uh, we're just going to keep on uh, sharing the space for the collaborative artists out there. You're like, yeah, you're like one of those lofts where they just put up a bunch of, uh, you know, like separators. It's like a creative creative artist uh, commune down there in your basement. <laughs> Got to share the wealth a little bit. Uh, hey, course. man, you're, you're, you're one of few that actually has a house, so. You know, yeah, it is weird to be in the group of uh, AIW wrestlers. Uh, one of the only like quote unquote adults when like half the rot, like half the uh, class of students is older than me. I don't even have an official house. I have like a quarter of a house. You're half a house. 
No, there's four. There's four houses in this building that I live in. I thought there was only two. No, there's four. Huh. Yeah, it's like a it's like a weird townhouse sort of thing. And Steve's got Steve has at three quarters of a house because that basement is pretty much all yours. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of basement there. Uh, it's it's a good size. I mean, I got three bedrooms and a main floor. It's the size of a house. It's just it's a side by not me. I, side I got, a, I got one fourth. I got one fourth of a house. Um, of course, as always, uh, AIW owner John Thorne is here, and my name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. Uh, you know, speaking of Smart Mark video and IWTV, everything is on Smart Mark. Some of that stuff will be rolling out to IWTV. Last week, we told you about, and many of you watched AIW, the debut show. Oh boy. Uh, that was probably the first time I've seen that show probably since 2006 I don't know I mean not everything ages well huh no (laughs) (laughs) yeah to uh, to say it nicely no it does not Uh, I watched that show I think on AIW archives when I first uh, signed up for the school when that was still uh, you guys had that as a streaming option for shows Uh no Dan, you're breaking up a little. You gotta, you gotta speak slower. You're getting too excited. The uh, I watched it on AIW archives. It was like a long, like when I first joined the school. We still get. There's some people out there that are still there. They're still a member of that. Really? Yeah. I just gotta. I just gotta check. And watching that made you still want to join the school, Dan. I was already in at that point. It was before I could get all Too the, late, huh? No turning back. Huh? No turning back at that point. I already signed the contract, which we, me and Dom did find the storage unit over the, uh, over the break. Your contract? Your school we contract? Found, yeah, we found all of ours. Yeah. Oh, That's wow. funny. Uh, so, you know, like, I, I live tweeted it, and then, uh, I mean, there's some good, like I said, there's some good, there's some, some bad and some real cringeworthy things. And some things, you know, that you got to remember it was 2005. Uh, so, you know, it was just a different society was completely different then. Uh, but, yeah, it was uh, it was an eye opening experience, to say the least, for me. And it's like, you know, I wish Biggins was around because, you know, this is even predates Biggins' involvement in AIW. But he's at the show heckling it and uh, front row. And it's just. Uh, it's so funny to kind of think back to to all that because, you know, there were multiple people that were quote unquote AIW owners that were involved over the course of the show. And like, you know, I go out there and I lose in like less than five minutes. And then we got another guy that has to, he wrestles like, I think six people. Like he has six matches in a row. Like he beats six people because you know he's the he's the owner. You know what I mean. So he's got to, uh, you know, he's got to finally push himself so hard that he can beat six people on one show. And it's like not like a battle royal. It's like okay, here comes one guy. Okay, here comes another guy. Here comes another guy. Here comes two guys at once, and then here comes a final guy. Uh, and uh, you know, then there's another. Uh, quote unquote owner who uh, is a white guy and he comes out and he his gimmick that he wanted to do was impersonating a black guy and uh, yeah it's just like oof whoa brother you know what I mean like this is uh, for, for clarification if you only listen to the show and you did not watch it he did not use blackface no but he, he was like a um I guess he wanted to portray a Malcolm X esque. Yeah, he was like a white. We'll say. Like he was like a white, but he was white, but he was like a militant black guy. It was very strange gimmick. I don't know, but uh, you know, obviously, that is one of those things you go like, "Whoa!" Probably somebody should have caught that, you know. And uh, but when you're uh, 21 years old and you're just worrying about putting on a wrestling show you're not really paying attention to that stuff at that point because it's like oh these guys are there these guys are putting money in and we're all putting the show together and it's just like okay i know what i'm doing you figure out what you're doing you figure out what you're doing and then uh we'll figure out these other like 
four matches together. And uh, when I was watching that, I was like, man, this is this is bad. Uh, th- these would be uh, what, if you are a longtime listener to the podcast, Chandler Biggins would refer to as goofs. These are the goofs. <laughs> the goofs. And uh, all you need to do is watch that first show, and you could figure figure it out instantly. Yeah, this uh, there was a heavy learning curve for AIW, and I, you uh, know it wasn't like I I don't even know if you could say it's a learning curve because it's just like a naive like naiveness. I don't know what the proper word na- is, but naivety, naivety, yes, uh, <laughs> of just. Like nobody, nobody was even paying attention to business or anything. You know, this is what leads to a a lot of turmoil about, you know, at at the two, just under the two year mark of AIW, because finally someone goes, Hey, like, where's all that money been going? You know, like, cause it was always like, yeah, you know, we bought this and we bought a ring. And then it's just like, wait, there's like a couple hundred people here. Like, where's all that money? Like, because it was like, you know, we were just doing it to do wrestling. And then suddenly it's just like, hold on. Like, and then we find out, you know, we've been getting knocked dead pretty much. Um, so, you know, some things had to change. And, you know, that was that was for the better. But, man, uh, watching that first show was, it's like, it, it, it's, it's embarrassing but at the same time, it's, you know, it, it wasn't me out there doing it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's embarrassing that like, this is like, Hey, like we're going to launch this awesome, cool, like new wrestling platform in Cleveland. And like, this is what you guys wanted to do. You know, like that. It's just, I don't know. I, and like I said, I think it's the, the, the naivety is the word Steve told me to use yeah, uh, of just, being young and not paying attention to what what else is going on because we were just so concerned with being the cool new wrestling thing in in town we weren't really paying attention to anything else we just wanted to do better than because at that time there was so many different wrestling promotions just in the west side of cleveland and we just wanted to do do better than them all and at the time that was kind of a cutting edge show uh it doesn't look like it but you know it there was no DVD releases or hardly any video releases around here before then. But 2005 terms, that was like a groundbreaking type thing. For Well, for the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling or just Ohio independent wrestling in general, you know, you didn't see a lot of stuff like that. And it was like all young guys for the most part. And, um, you know, it was in a concert club and it was actually filmed with, you know, a professional camera and, uh, you know, there was lights and all kinds of, you know, all kinds of different stuff. And it was just really just like trying to be like a youth movement. But, you know, when there's a bunch of young, dumb kids in charge, people are going to go out there and do some dumb stuff. And there was a lot of dumb stuff on the show, too. Is that, you know, you said that uh, you look back and you're a little embarrassed. Um, is there... This is kind of the risk of being so transparent and saying to Smart Mark and IWTV, yeah, go ahead and sell these and put it on the stream. Uh, Because especially in today's world, we know how people run with stuff. But um, is there a part of you that just thinks, all right, we've always been transparent with this podcast. We might as well be transparent with what people are watching. And some of these people were at the show. I mean, yeah, you know, it's like you, you can't no no matter what, we cannot go back and rewrite history. This stuff happened. It's you know, it's 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 out there whether, you know, we try to, you know, prevent it or whatever. Uh there there's a copy of it out there somewhere, you know? So Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, really it just shows how much we have evolved as a wrestling promotion as humans just uh you know because i i know that there was a you know and there's a lot of just like really bad language on the show to to, to put it lightly right and 
you know, that uh, it looks bad in, in, in 2020, but you know, in 2005, people did not bat an eye at stuff like that. And I, I think that it shows how much that we have evolved as a company that to where we've made those changes and, you know, we've accepted that, you know, it, it, it was the wrong thing to put out there or do. But in 2005, you know, like I said, and I'm not making any excuses, but society was just completely different, you know, and uh, in 2020, you know, you, you watch that and it's, it's, it's shocking to see. Yeah. But in 2005, it was just, you know, it was nothing, you know, people didn't, people didn't think twice about talking like that or, you know, even the, you know, even the guy that went out there and, you know, was trying to portray that he was African-American. Like no one was like, man, that's fucked up. You know, yeah. everyone's just like, oh, okay. You know, like in, so, you know, is it embarrassing to put out there? Absolutely. Uh, but you know, glass half full, it does show that we have really changed and really cleaned up how we present AIW and just, you know, how we've realized like, Hey, that obviously was wrong. And, uh, you know, and not to kind of pass the buck, but there were a lot of cooks in the kitchen in early AIW days. You know, it doesn't even break down to just me and Biggins until like, five years in probably you know so like um there's multiple kind of there's a lot of turnover because there was a lot of just i don't know conflicting views or you know it, it, it took it took a long time and you know i think that allowing this stuff to be released a lot of it for the first time to a to a wide audience uh it just shows that you know we've we've grown as a company and you can look back on some of these really early shows and there are little glimmers of hope in there, you know, spruced in there every now and then, but you know, there's a lot of bad and cringeworthy stuff spruced in there too. And it's just kind of like a product of the time. And, you know, we were really trying to push this, like I said, this youth, young, cool, like hip thing in a concert club. Uh, that was completely different than the other wrestling. You know, I know Caden Caden tweeted like, "Oof, this is rough to watch." But it's like, you know, uh, we all love Cleveland All Pro and we all love JT, but you know, him and a lot of these other companies. For every CM Punk and Chris Hero that came through, there were a lot of older, local, kind of out of shape type of guys that filled out all of these cards and. You know, our plan was to go young and go youthful. And while some guys weren't even completely properly trained, there were a lot of just it it was a lot riskier, I guess, for the area and a lot more flashy wrestling than a lot of people were compared like could compare it to uh, around here. So, you know, we were just kind of going that route, Uh, you know, obviously, though when you when you put a bunch of young kids in charge of presenting something in which nobody put us in charge it was all it, it was all us you know like we didn't have any checks and we didn't have any checks and balances you know um i don't i don't know if the audio picked up but uh if you heard what sounded like a drink pouring or mixing during that time frame dr dan just poured about half of a Tito's handle of vodka into one drink. No, that's a lie. That's way less than a half. It was, yeah, I was going to say he, he made that. a home pour, first of all. He, it he was made a that, lot. He, he made that pour, and then his camera cut out, so I didn't know if his computer got drunk. <laughs> oh, we're good. I just got done doing yard work. I'm having an afternoon cap. Oh, but, okay. uh, yeah, like like I was saying, you know, it's just. But, uh, but Thor, we, the, the biggest question is how okay. many pleather pants were on the show? Hey man, <laughs> hey man, hey, hey. As Tracy Smothers would respond, that 2005 is like when the pleather pants were like, this is like the brand new like cool hip look, you know, like this is all brand new. I I, I specifically have a wrestle on a pair of pleather pants. Uh, Josh Prohibition has a pair of pleather pants. 
one of the uh, nameless men who wrestles six competitors wrestles in pleather pants. Um, there's a lot of pleather on the show. There's. I feel like did one of the Vinos have pleather pants? No, they uh, no? they just wrestled in regular clothes. <laughs> oh, that's right. I was really Michael Jordan for, jersey. I was really hoping for pleather pants, John Thorne against Swaggle uh, at Absolution this past year. I was. Right. I got him somewhere. I'm sure. I, uh, I'm sure. Ronald well, Two Legs says he's going to make me an offer to uh, buy him, but I don't know if I'll part with him. That would cost you, pal. I think what we need now is pleather pants, John Thorne versus uh, very early indie Swaggle. What was that name? That's, Short, uh, stack. Short stack. Short stack. Short <laughs> stack. We need. The passion versus short stack. Uh, I think that's what the folks want and need at AIW, uh, the, the rematch there. Also, shout out to Stacy Silvers. Uh, first row from day one. He was there? He was there. He, was, they, he goes, he oh, was, I saw his tweet. He was like, oh, I guess I was there. <laughs> I know he was in bands and stuff at the time. That's, I mean, that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, he uh, knew uh, he knew that he had been to an early show. He didn't realize how early. <laughs> the first one, yeah. And I guess to give uh, a little bit more context to everything, like, so when when AW was founded, I kind of like, uh, you know, I was a very targeted person coming out of like, you know, we we've talked in this company split into two, and the the Duke and other people went one way, and then I kind of came up with this other group that forms AIW, but I'm like a very, in 2005, and I actually found some crazy message board where it was just like super heated, but uh, in 2005, I'm like a big target, so like I'm more in the background as I'm not even really telling people that I'm the owner, really. It's like I've, I've I, I gather this group of people together, and <sighs> I don't know if you've ever watched Casino, but uh, me and Chandler used yeah. to refer to him. Me and Chandler used to refer to them as the squeaky clean front man because there was a front man that was kind of put out there to to, to take the fall for the mob. And uh, this is kind of how I developed how the AIW structure was at the time. So I'm kind of just like a background guy. So I'm not really putting a lot of ideas forward for the first you know for the first show uh publicly or whatever because you know all these guys were like gunning for me like i even tweeted uh ec3 was like offered money to to hurt me for real like by the other promotion uh so there was there was just uh it was a it, it was a really really crazy time and it even led to like dissension with like the team that I had put in place because they were somewhat connected to the other group still. And, uh, you know, they thought like, well, you know, I was bringing all this kind of heat towards this new company, even though it was what I had, what I had put together. So it was like a very kind of complex, weird situation at the time, uh, as far as who was in charge and all this, uh, all this other stuff. Uh, so it was like, you know, when these other guys are like, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to wrestle six guys and beat them. And it's just like, well, I'm going to go portray and do this really racist thing live on a microphone in front of 500 people. It's kind of like, okay, you guys do, do your thing. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, it, it, that quickly, leads to what uh, a lot of people who followed AIW for a long time it's it's infamously called the split in which in 2007 uh we we split away from people and kind of it's this big kind of orchestrated thing uh which Chandler and I never podcasted about cuz it was just very uh it's it it brought up it, it, there's there's a lot of craziness that went involved in that but uh that's just kind of like a, a, a little quick, uh, I guess, put a bow on it sort of sort of thing about how sure. just how un uh, just how it was organized, but it was very unorganized. I guess uh, I'll put it. <laughs> well, from AIW's past to AIW's future, uh, as you all know now, we will be having a show September sixth, Sunday, September sixth, in Indianapolis. Indiana. At high noon. 
at high noon. Uh, I assure you, we're open. And uh, some people have asked, you know, one of the things, one of the talking points has been that we haven't been able to have a training school uh, where a lot of our local guys work. And, um, you know, some people have wondered, they know that we're not running shows in Ohio because of the Ohio Athletic Commission. We can tell you that we are allowed to have training by as of last week they officially yeah yeah so uh, last week the ohio athletic commission met and you know a lot of it was going over the orders for contact sports and you know it was a big you know there's a lot of just like everything else it's very political it's just like a lot of political red tape like well we can't enforce this. They got to enforce this. Like, uh, we can't make a decision on this. We got to wait for them to make a decision on this. It's a lot of kind of like, I don't know, like nobody's really moving anything forward. But what was stipulated was the order did give us permission to train all contact sports, including wrestling, which is named yes. in the governor's order, is permitted to uh, go back to full contact training sessions uh, as of the 11th. So uh, we did get some protocols in place and uh, change some things up and uh, got the school open. And I guess uh, Dan can kind of talk on that a little bit more because I, you know, I haven't even gone because I'm trying to, you know, we we're trying to keep the social distancing stuff in order. And if, you know, I, I don't need to be there just standing around watching. Right. So I have not gone. Uh, myself and Dan and Dom came up with a lot of protocols and things to do. And, uh, you know, Dan and Dom have really been carrying those out. And I guess, Dan, you can kind of speak to that. Yeah, we and Dom, uh, we worked in conjunction with TJ at Old School Iron to really try to uh, well, first, during the pandemic, when everything was shut down, he was kind enough to let us, you know, go in and rebuild the training ring. Because if you remember all the way back to when uh, KTB hit the ropes and uh, put the cough, nail in the coffin for the training ring. Dan, you're breaking it. up, brother. You're, you're freezing. You're freezing. Oh, no. You got to talk very slower, little. I think. We heard very little of it. Go again. Go go, go a little slower. So, uh, All right. Can you hear me now? Yeah. All right, now. good. The uh, TJ at Old School Iron was very helpful of letting us like come in and fix the training ring so we no longer had to use the the ring for the shows that we use to train anymore. So now that we're ready to go, we've got all like everything all back to normal and we've used I just want uh, I just want to cut you off uh, and uh, I just want the people to know as to, you know, everyone's like, "Well, why is AIW hurting for money so much? Well, pre-pandemic, Dr. Dan convinced me to make a gigantic purchase to fix the training ring, which was thousands and thousands of dollars to uh, get brand new ring posts uh, for the, you know, for the small ring because they broke at the uh, Bad Boy for Life show and, you know, the shipping and all that other stuff. Uh, so, you know, much like buying the new championship belts, I go, well, you know, we got this big Columbus show coming up. We got WrestleMania weekend coming up. We should have a decent amount of cash coming in. Uh, so Dr. Dan convinces me to per make this giant purchase and then we're shut down for six months and uh, we just have a pallet of uh, ring posts sitting around for the last uh, five months. Well, and they called me, the shipping company did asking to uh drop him oh, off you're, at the you're gym. breaking up again dan you gotta oh, go jesus <laughs> you're texting i saw that it's messing up your connection i got no i'm not even on wi-fi there we go we uh the day the uh all the gym shut down was the day that the ring posts were going to attempted to get delivered to the gym so they ended up sitting in the uh sitting at my work for where were they sitting dan because you're breaking up again they were sitting at my work for a couple weeks until we could figure out what we were going to do with them. We ended up putting them inside the the storage unit for a while until they ended up going over to the school. And then me yeah. and Dom fixed the ring. 
Yeah, luckily, you know, even though Old School Iron was even closed down for for a large amount of time, uh, they did let us get in there and, and do our maintenance. And, uh, you know, we're grateful for that because who knows when we would have been able to do that. And some of these detailed protocols that uh, are being put in place that, uh, you know, people may ask about and, and they're just curious, I think you guys have done a great job about is that uh, there's now there's basically going to be a schedule, right? Yeah, yeah so, there's a, a basically a sign-up sheet where we limit the number of trainees that are allowed to be at each training session. And yeah, we so break we, down. We, right. So instead of going, instead of just going like, hey, we're training Tuesday and Thursday, like you must sign up for a session. There's two sessions every Tuesday, two sessions every Thursday. And uh, two sessions on a Friday. And, you know, instead of just saying like, hey, we'll be here, show up if you want to show up. Now you must register in advance so we can keep proper social distancing at the school in place. Uh, that No more than eight people can train at a time, correct? And two coaches? Yeah, it's set up for three coaches if anyone wanted to pop in. That's not me and Dom. And then there's eight, I think there's eight people that are allowed to sign up at a time on the registration website. Right. And then, uh, you know, everyone, uh, <clears throat> must, uh, complete a questionnaire. They, uh, their temperatures get checked and, uh, the ring is sanitized with clear gear disinfectant, which is one of the government approved, uh, disinfectants, uh, for COVID-19. Uh, I forget what the exact terminology is, but I know it is on the their list of approved uh, cleaning supplies. Uh, so we bought a bunch of that, and uh, yeah, I, I you know I I think it's been you know it's the best that we can do if we're going to get back to training. And obviously, we've encouraged COVID nineteen negative testing, um, and uh, you know, much like everyone else uh, that has to go to work during all this, you know you. Everyone has to, you know, answer some questions and do a temperature check before they even enter the building to come to training. Um, what else? What else do you, are we doing, Dan? Uh, I know there's not many people. Like, there's no cross training. I don't think anyone else is doing anything else at other gyms, other than us at our training session. That's going to happen. I know Dom has not done any jujitsu stuff because of what's going on right now he has not been cross-trained at all so we're going to try to keep the uh cross-contamination down as much as possible yeah and i mean it's it's the best we can do you know these these guys and girls have been out of uh wrestling rings for you know some of them upwards of six months at this point um so you know we're slowly rolling out the training again uh as of you know last week with the with the new order from the athletic commission i know some people had asked about that um so you know we got clearance and you know we're even doing more than we were told to really do based on the order the order is very vague as far as training is concerned but uh you know, we, we took it upon ourselves, and we invested in a lot of things to try to make make the environment as safe as possible. Yeah, we um, got we've gotten like shelving for all of our stuff because Old School Iron has stuff for their jujitsu stuff, but nothing for us. So we went ahead and got shelving. We got you know as much disinfectant in our own rags and towels, just so that yeah, for I mean, our own moving operation, we don't have to worry. We don't have right. to and not you know this is going to get us prepared else. for Indianapolis. Uh, because, you know, there's going to be a lot of COVID-19 protocols we're going to have in place for the event as well. Um, so it's good practice for us to, you know, get in the swing of this. And, you know, like I said, listen, last week, I know that there's people that don't think that this is necessary and don't want us to do it and all this other stuff. Uh, we are trying to figure out how to move forward and coexist with COVID-19 the best that we can. Um, and, uh, you know, we we have to figure it out because, you know, if we don't, uh, who knows how long this is going to go on for. So if we can figure out a way to do it safely and, um, you know, monitor things closely, uh, I would rather be doing it than, you know, guys are going and wrestling in 
backyards and stuff right now, you know, just to get in a ring. So we're, we're trying to, you know, figure out a way to safely do it. Yeah. And that, and again, that's, that's the key. You know, we're, we're doing this in Indiana because we're not allowed to have events in Ohio currently, but that doesn't mean we want to go to Indiana and do it in a not safe manner. It's going to be very safely done in Indiana. We're just yeah, gonna, we're not we're not going to Indiana. That. We're not going to Indiana like it's the Wild West or something like that. Yeah, you know, like we're we're going because Indiana will allow us to do things with protocols in place and and and, and safety, and that's what Ohio is not willing to do right now because of. Like I said, there's a lot of political back and forth red tape stuff and, uh, you know, we've presented plans and they were kind of, you know, ignored. And I know other people presented plans and they were kind of ignored. And, um, you know, now they're kind of saying technically we can do events uh, in the same order. But that, here's all these different reasons why you basically can't do the event. Right. So it, it basically how I interpreted it is the athletic commission was kind of getting annoyed by constantly being asked questions. So now they've technically said that you can do events. However, you cannot have fans. You must get a 72 hour or less COVID test after the test. Everyone must quarantine until they arrive at the building. Um, you know, there can be no spectators whatsoever. Um, you know, so it's basically set up to where like the Cleveland Indians can afford to do this, the Browns can do this, uh, no other smaller organization can probably afford to get this done. High schools probably can't even get this done, honestly. Um, no. And uh, you know, I know that they say, "Oh, well, COVID testing is free, and you could just go and get one." I don't know what it's like everywhere else. I know it is very difficult to get a COVID test in Ohio. Uh, I, know, I had to drive all the way from Mary to Marietta to get one for work. Yeah, I know Dan. Dan had to get one, and it was a whole you know wild goose chase just to get one. And that's like what a two hour drive, three hour drive, almost three hours. Yeah, so you had to one drive way. three hours just to get one. Yeah, uh, I, I got my results in an hour because the, I'm guessing the labs down there aren't as congested as here up like in Cleveland and more congested areas but it was it was crazy the only place i could get one was three hours away basically on the border right you know they're still kind of being like hey uh you don't have any symptoms we're not going to waste the test on you sort of thing uh at least around here you know and i know i know it's different everywhere and all i can speak on is what it's like in the greater cleveland area and that's why you know i've always felt that this 72 hour or less covid test is going to be very difficult for us to go forward if this rule remains in place uh on top of then you're asking all performers to quarantine for what could be three days you know like that is that's a big ask as well and it, and it's not like it's um if, if I remember right from reading it, it doesn't seem like it's saying quarantine at their home or something. You know, so somebody's coming from, let's say, out of state. They've got to come quarantine within the area or something. Right. It's, it, it it's, definitely it's, goes out of the way to make it pretty difficult because there should be no difference. If you're quarantining, you know what I mean? Like if you're locking yourself away, you're locking yourself away. Yeah, and it's very, you know, there, there's a lot of vague shades of gray in all of these orders, which has made it a very difficult process over the last six months. Um, so, you know, that's why we're going to Indianapolis, uh, just simply because there, it, it is a lot easier for us to do things safer there than not do them at all here or do them here with all of these restrictions and no fans at all. Um, you know, it's so, and Honestly, you know, this is like I'm looking at this as probably like an like AIW one night stand. Like, who knows when or if we can even do a show again after this. You know what right. I mean? So it's like the opportunity, like I said last week, kind of popped up very quickly. And you know, after weighing the pros and cons, I decided if anybody can do it safely, it's us. Um, so we might as well give it a shot now before it is, you know, it's too cold and we can't, 
you know, we can't do anything outdoors and open air and things like that. And, and oh, by the way, as we talked about the 72-hour testing and, and everything, before somebody runs with that, we're not saying that we're against testing or 72-hour testing. Obviously, that's the best. What we are saying, uh, as John is pointing out, is that we can't rely on places within Ohio where we are to get those things back to us within 72 hours. That's the problem. Right. If it was if it was like anybody can just go get their test, boom, here it is. But, you know, some places are like Dan got his in an hour. Some places are still taking six to ten days, you know, yeah. like you. And that's not even a guarantee on that. And and you can right. pay and you can pay a premium price to get that expedited testing. But, you know, there's just so many like if you looked like how to get free COVID-19 test. It's, it's, there's a lot of just like, uh, I don't want to say the the waters are muddied or what, but there's a lot of like, it, it's very hard to figure out, um, you know, and to be honest, like, you know, not a lot of wrestlers are probably on the up and up with their insurance and things like that. So it is a lot more difficult for some people to do this. And then for us that, you know, that do have health insurance, it's also difficult because your doctor will say like, oh, well, uh, just stay home. You know, like right when this first started, I wanted to get tested. Uh, and my doctor just called me on the phone and say, said, don't come into the office, just stay home for five days. And they wouldn't even they wouldn't even entertain the idea of getting a test. So, you know, I don't know. It's all kind of uh, a shade of gray and it, it's just really difficult to get done in Ohio based on how kind of inconsistent everything is as far as the getting the test done. Yeah. Well, so as we kind of wind things down a little bit, let's talk as we look forward to September 6th. The good news for you, Dr. Dan, you don't have to organize uh, people breaking down a ring, going to the unit, to grab all the, the logistics pieces, is a lot less and, this time. The doctor, yeah. the, the doctor of logonomics, as I like to call him. I would, I would uh, just the just logistics, the logistics doctor, Pedro and I's worst nightmare because uh, he always hits us with a bunch of bunch of receipts. Uh, the day of the show that uh, we're not anticipating, uh, there'll probably be less of me before intermission to be like, all right, hit me with the damage now before I get the meet and greet money back. Yeah, just, uh, just, just imagine getting to Indiana and realizing one of your students forgot a turnbuckle for one of the corners. I, I don't want to. You don't have to. At all. You don't know, have to. I know, it's great. <laughs> but, you know, so we don't have to worry about the ring because everything is kind of, you know, it's, it's an all-in-one package for us to do the show. It was already kind of set up. Uh, so we don't have to bring our ring or any of that stuff, but there is going to be quite a lot of logistics that Dan and I have already started on, um, you know, because we got to figure out the social distancing. We want to temperature check every fan coming in. We want to temperature check every performer. Um, you know, we want to m- make sure that there is social distancing and staggered entry and, uh, you know, we want to clean the ring in between every single match and wipe the ropes down. And so there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be figured out. Yes. And speaking of that social distancing and seating, there are still some tickets available. Uh, what second row packages. I think we have a few. That's all that's that's left. Yeah. That's all that's That's left. The group, the groups of two only, there's a couple of those left. Everything else is sold out. So to find someone, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Uh, obviously you want to find somebody that you're okay being next to and being with. Uh, I don't, uh, that's, that's all I can tell you. Groups of two. Find your person, bring them to Indy for uh, a nice long weekend. And, uh, it'll, it'll be a nice, uh, fine weekend for, uh, of wrestling and a nice city of Indianapolis and be a good time. Yeah. Groups, groups of two. That's all. That's all that's left. I mean. I don't. I don't. You know go have a nice, nice steak at Harry and Izzy's or St. Elmo's downtown. Now, uh, not well, me. I I'm going the, to a cheap dive bar on Saturday night. If you really wanted to come to the show, 
and you don't have another person um, that you're comfortable going with, I guess at this point, John, they'd have to spring for two tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, and there's a possibility that maybe some single GAs will be released, but I wouldn't count on that, to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, we, we went under the cap uh, just because we want to see, you know, how many people are coming with us and things like that. Um, there is going to be a fight pay-per-view. Uh, we kind of ironed out the details over the weekend. Um, we're waiting on a price point, but it's uh, it's going to be on fight. I, I, I know that, at least that much. Well, there's good news for those of you who are asking uh, because you either can't get to Indianapolis or um, are not ready yet, which is totally fine. Uh, as far as the matches go, some people have asked about that. They're, they, they're not out yet, folks. There's, there's still some configuring to do as far as well, that goes. And, you know, that goes to the logistics. You know, uh, it's not an obligation for anybody to, to do this booking. So, you know, I'm coming up with an idea and then I'm going to, you know, um, approach some people, you know, some people already, you know, can't do it based on, you know, their living situation or or things in their family. They, uh, they asked if they can sit it out and that's totally fine. So we're just, uh, waiting on things to get totally ironed out before we start, uh, releasing the matches, which will hopefully start rolling out sometime this week. Whiskers in the background trying to get that booking. Yeah. <laughs> Is Whiskers making the trip to Indianapolis? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's, you know, that's uh, for people who have been asking about the card. And uh, I guess in its history of this podcast, the name has never been more appropriate. Because as John just alluded to there, basically it's here's a card who in these matches can be there for a variety of reasons. And now it's okay. This person can, and it's going to continuously change. And Oh, by the way, of course, this all goes back to where you're keeping track and asking people to keep track of their health. So in today's environment, this could change week of, I mean, as it usually does, but you never know. So, um, as the podcast says, the card is subject to change. Is, yeah. The card is going to change. The card Dr. is going Dan. to change. I can confirm because I purchased their flights in which I wasn't going to buy any flights. Uh, I did buy flights this week for Bill Alfonso, Tom Lawler, Eric Stevens, and Hornswoggle. There you go. So they uh, will all potentially, hopefully, be there. No, no word about short stack, but uh, Swoggle will be there. Um I mean that's that's really it. So if you want to make it, if you want to make it to Indianapolis for the show, there's only one uh, way to do it, and that's to buy the uh, packs of two in terms of tickets for second row seating. That's all we've got available. Uh, and other than that, and I think there's only like watch. there's only like five of those available. Honestly, okay. Uh, you will be able to watch on Fight TV, and there will be more of that information uh, coming down the pipeline as we continue to get closer to the event. Uh, gentlemen, anything anything we uh, we need to throw out there before we say goodbye? Uh, no, I don't think so. Were there any questions in the Discord or anything that we didn't cover? You know, we, we covered them uh, through our talking. Some f- folks wanted to know about the Athletic Commission, um, uh, kind of the logistics, uh, question about Fight TV I think was in there. So the only question in the Discord that we did not cover uh, that came up is a question about the titles, uh, what the plan may be moving forward with those. I presume, obviously, because Matt Justice holds on to both the absolute and the intense title. I would venture to guess, John, that your answer is there is no plan because we don't have a, a full plan and grasp yet of what we can do moving forward. That's correct. Thor says when there's light at the end of the tunnel, we'll figure it out. Yeah, there's no light. This yeah. is just uh, this is just one show. There's no like full time plan yet. Yeah. Other than that, uh, yeah, things in the Discord. People asking about the athletic commission and uh, where we are with the school because of that. So all things that we that we went over and um, you know uh, how this 
how the whole show came about, which we covered last week. So uh, if that is your question, go back, go back and listen to last week's episode. Uh, and and we kind of cover that in length there. That's it, though. Yeah, and uh, some people want to know about a certain Twitter personality that we need not give attention to. Uh, is he even a Twitter person? Oh, oh yeah. I know. Caden, Caden of all, yeah, Caden asked about him, wanted us Cut, to talk about him. cutter guy. Yeah. He oh, God. Know. We don't need Did to. Did I ever tell him the, the hack he did when he uh, got his car towed from the Odeon home with AAA because he was too drunk to drive home? That was a that was a good life hack right there. That was. I didn't even think about that. He told me he was going to do that when he was buying merch from me. I was like, dude, that uh, that's next level life hack. But isn't that more costly or costlier, whatever that should be? But uh, no, if you have AAA, you if you're you AAA, it don't cost nothing. You get like a two hundred miles or something. Oh, he wow. lived like a hundred and two miles from the venue, so it was free. So that is yeah, that's definitely less than Ubering there and back. Is what I was thinking. So he just got his car towed home. And he yeah, rode he, rode, he rode home in the tow truck. I mean, good for him, I guess. Uh, and good for everybody else, because they, he does not need to be driving home from shows, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Final thoughts? You guys are good? I, I got nothing. Um, I, if anyone wants to call in, I am uh, starting to do uh, oh, Christ, here we life go. advice on my uh, f- new uh, Twitter channel. If you go on my pin tweet, I have a, a basic idea. I have a new website, drdandcr.com. And if you want some advice, you can call into my self-help line, 754-CALL-DCR. <laughs> and I can answer anything you want. Well, when I said final thoughts, I meant about the things that we discussed. But, oh, I, uh, I thought it was just cheap plug time. It's good for you getting a cheap plug out there. Get a plug That's in a, there. Get, in, get it where Dan. you can, I guess, Dan. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you have Maybe I won't edit it out. Yeah. I hope in, not. In case he doesn't, your pin tweet, if they don't follow you on, on Twitter, you're at DrDanDCR, right? Yep, and DrDanDCR.com. Okay, beautiful. Well, for uh, Dr. Dan and for AIW owner... John Thorne. My name is Steve Guy. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week right here on The Card is Going to Change.